Giants fans, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Only a Giant. I do have a special guest on today, so uh, welcome, Murph. What's up, my man? I appreciate you having me on. Excited to talk some Giants football. We're uh, we're in the twilight zone right now. A couple yeah. weeks left. Um, I'm excited, man. It's, uh, I'm chomping at the bit. Yeah, it finally feels like we're we're almost there. It's kind of like uh, you know, just a little bit longer, and and, and we're going to start talking about football a little bit more. Going to feel a little bit more like preseason uh, training camp, I guess I should say first. Pumped though, man. We're we're getting close. We're getting close. So, yeah. so I guess today what we're pretty much going to talk about a couple different things, and then we'll do a little bit on the schedule and kind of some some season predictions, if you will, too. Just to start though, I want to start off with. Jalen Ramsey and the Tom Coughlin uh, little interaction there. What, 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 what did you think of that? Tell the people about that. Man, <laughs> these players these days are just completely di- built different. And, you know, I take a lot of sli- I take a lot of shit because I, you know, I call out the present day athlete. But, you know, it's, when you see legends like Brandon Jacobs and Eli kind of not necessarily commenting on the situation, but you know damn well they're talking about that situation kind of indirectly. It just shows that the the athlete of today's day and age is a lot different than it used to be. Um, And plain and simple, Jalen Ramsey isn't built for this shit, man. (laughs) He wasn't built for for the Tom Coughlin mold. Nope. And you know what? There is nothing sitting on his finger, not one ring. I wouldn't sit here and say that there's only one way to win in the NFL because I think that's obviously not true. But Coughlin knows how to win, you know, and he's just he's trying to or was trying to bring that to Jacksonville and, and kind of help reestablish the Jacksonville Jaguars from when he was first there and, and did quite well with them to start. It's it's kind of sad to see him do do him dirty like that though. I, I don't know. Even even yeah. Jacksonville in general, I feel like kind of did him dirty. Yeah, I mean that's a that's an NFL legend right there. First of all, it, it is takes it just a lot to we're be Giants in, homers. It, you know, is it us that think that? Or is well, that... I'm not even. Let's let's not even start with the Giants. Let's start with the Jags. Just being an expansion coach in the first place. Like, I mean, that's not easy. You're literally the worst team in the league. You're drafting dudes in the street. So, first of all, before you even got to be a Giant, I mean, mm-hmm. the man came into one of the hardest tasks in the NFL. Is, forming and and creating literally a, a franchise from the bottom up and being the head coach. So hats off to him as a Jags coach. Um, and then obviously we know him as a two-time Super Bowl champ in New York. Um, you know, the Jags went to the playoffs with Coughlin as the GM, no? Yep. Yeah, they did. They took Blake Bortles bum ass to the – did they go to the AFC Championship? Well, that was, was – was that maybe, the, maybe that was Coughlin's first, first year there. I don't remember for sure, but they lost. Yeah. The, they lost was the to the Patriots. Was that the year they lost to the Patriots? Right. At the yeah, end? I think so. Yeah. I think so. But again, the crap out of Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Yeah, and I mean, dude, like the Jags' defense while Coughlin was there was pretty legit threat in the league. They just never really had a had an offense or honestly a head coach. But I mean, Jalen Ramsey's already shown his cards multiple times on on who we know that man is. I mean, He's he forced his way out of Jacksonville. Yep. He. Did the clown show Golden Tate and all that good stuff. And yep. now he's just can't get Tom Coughlin's name out of his mouth. But hey, man, we'll see Mr. Jalen Ramsey this year. I'm not afraid of him. Nope, not at all. I, and it's funny to me because I don't think he's 
a top five corner in this corner in this league. I, I don't know how you feel. I don't even know if he's a top 10 corner in this league. Um, maybe I'm speaking out of turn with that and, and maybe you disagree, but there are a lot of corners that I would put over him. Yeah. I mean, I think Ramsey's definitely up there with the best, but I don't know why people just jump to him to be the elite of the elite number one corner in the league. I mean, there's like you, you think said, he's top five. Uh, I think I got to put him in the top five yeah. conversation, but again, like, like you just said, like, well, I mean, the Jacks were good when he was there and, and the Rams defense definitely overachieved last year. They overpaid for him. I mean, yeah. we could definitely agree on that. I think he's still, he's a, still a top talent in this league. Um, but on the flip side, I mean, I'm taking a James Bradbury over him every single day because Bradbury just goes to work and keeps his mouth shut and hits you in the mouth. Um, I mean, I'm a firm believer. Uh, I might be biased, but cornerback to me is probably the third most important position in football after left tackle and um, the quarterback. So um, I'm not going to knock Ramsey's hustle. And I, I know he he shows out down there in, in L.A., but, I mean – He's not lighting the world on fire, and he's definitely not Deion Sanders. Yeah. I could be a little biased on on my dislike for him. I just don't like his attitude, so I think that probably plays off a little bit on it. Yeah, I I would never want him on my team. Yeah, 100% agreed. Yeah, I I, I guess I could say he's top 10, but for me personally, I I don't think I could put him in the top five. But that could be just kind of my my biases (laughs) kicking in there. I'd much rather have, uh, you know, Bradbury or – you know, even like Xavier Howard or Tredavious White, or I mean, there's a lot of good corners in this in this league right now. So I was thinking about that earlier. I think Tredavious and and James Bradbury might be the two slept on corner most slept on cornerbacks in the NFL. Yeah, you might be right. Tredavious White is fucking really really good. Um, yeah, Alexander with, with uh, Green Bay's too. He's had a good year. Yeah, and yeah, Alexander's yeah. nice too. Yeah, uh, he Humphrey. gets slept on. Yep. Um, uh, honestly, Hump is probably my favorite cornerback in the league. I think he might be number one, in my yeah. opinion. But again, he's underrated and he doesn't get a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with the Ravens too, like the offense kind of takes takes the show with with everything. Um, yeah, the defense better is or all the dirty work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well let's let's skip over that. I guess for the moment, basically. Yeah, fuck Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, <laughs> basically what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> Next, let's talk a little bit about being graced with uh, Joe Judge on a podcast, which I, for me personally, I don't think I've ever had a coach or, or seen a coach, for the Giants at least, ever be on a podcast. That's pretty new to me, right? Yeah, you know, when I saw that being released, I was pretty confused because I was like, wait, like, I don't know. I've had this thing that I feel like Joe Judge has told the Giants to kind of stay out of the media since he's gotten here. Cause I feel yeah. like we haven't seen a lot of, um, unless it's a professional appearance like NFL network or ESPN, I feel like we haven't seen our guys in the media and I'm okay with that. I'm great with that. Like I don't want us to know anything about inside the franchise. I don't want anyone to know about inside the franchise. I know people have been going nuts about training camp being open and not being open to fans and stuff. And for me personally, I probably be, rather know a lot less because I'd rather it be a surprise to me or just tightly tight lips sink ships, man. I mean, like that's just kind of how the giants used to operate. We got away from it a long time ago and now we're kind of finally back to that Joe judge like runs the show, but it's very tight lip ship. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, so the podcast he was on, I believe it's called Flying Coach, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's an NFL Network podcast. It has Sean McVay on it. It had Pugh Schrager on it. Um, so it is a professional outlet. They knew they were going to get, you know, the audience for it. But right. I really enjoyed it, man. Like, it really felt like a good old boy just getting on the microphone and talking about where he came from, man. It was really cool for me to hear kind of how Joe Judge has started his career just in football, not even in the NFL, and just kind of how he got his start and all the stories with Saban and Belichick and um, kind of where he's in to, at today. It really all makes sense. A lot of the things he mentioned with his time with Saban and Belichick was how he would walk into an organization, um, walk out to a practice field, and it would be a machine. You know, you'd have guys doing this over here. You'd have DB drills over here, linebackers over here, and it was just running so smoothly. And it was funny that he said that because that's kind of how I felt about Joe Judge since he's been here. Mm-hmm. It feels like there's been a foundation laid. Um, he's built that foundation up from the ground up. And it's almost a no bullshit kind of attitude in the franchise right now, but also let's have fun with it. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of really unique, you know. You can't really say Joe Judge is a dictator or authoritarian figure, um, but he kind of has that straight to him where he's going to put his foot down when he knows there's too much bullshit going on, but he's going to let his guys have fun. And it was kind of nice to just hear him say that he just soaked in like a sponge when he was with Belichick and Saban, man. Like everything I see Joe judge do now, it just screams Belichick and Saban. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It was cool to see, um, to, I, I'm trying to remember the coach's name that, that he, that told him this, but when, the Patriots wanted to interview him as their special teams coach or, or even maybe it was assistant special team coach. Judge was like, no, I'm staying here. I think it was at Mississippi yeah. State. And the other coach was like, no, you're, you're going. You're going to go interview for this and, and get better, you know, and, and keep moving. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. That insight. And I think he's taken away from that as well. And I think he would do the same thing for any of his assistant coaches uh, and, and, you know, kind of learn from that and, and, pays that forward, if you will, too, which I think is a unique touch. Well, I mean, you look around our staff and he's taking the same approach as those guys do is he wants guys that have been around the game, not only been around the game, but like, I think something that came in huge of the clutch for us was both in the draft and free agency is like, dude, we probably have a coach on, on the staff that's touched like every single player that we're attached to, whether it was in college, whether it was in high school, whether it was in the pros. I mean, we have such a, different pedigree from college coaches to high school coaches to to NFL talent. Joe wants people that have seen this game inside and out on his staff, but he also knows that people are going to move on. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, just to think about our staff right now. I mean, uh, Jeremy Pruitt, I mean, the guy's been a SEC coach. He just got fired from UT, U Tennessee. Joe brings him over. He might be here for a year. It's, it's the same thing with Belima, man. He pushed Belima to take that Illinois job. Yeah. Belima didn't want to take that job. He, he wanted to stay on the pros. He wanted to keep pushing. Or he, I think he probably wanted a higher-profile college job. Illinois is nobody. Right. But you know what? Joe pushed him to take that job. You can't change my mind on it because he knows that that makes him better as an individual. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think something I'd like to tell all Giants fans is, don't get too comfortable with our staff because these guys will get up and leave and Joe will be okay with that. 
And he's probably already got a running tab of who he's going to replace who with. Oh, um, sure but does, yeah. he wants these guys that have touched these guys and feel these guys have seen them as showcases in high school, coming out of high school. Um, I, I think it speaks volumes because you look at our roster and we have tons of SEC talent and look at our coaches, man. I mean, like, we got dudes from all over the conference down there. Um, it's big too, because I feel like it's establishing relationships for the future. It might not necessarily be about right now, but allowing a coach to go and better himself is going to establish a relationship for maybe, you know, two or three years down the road when, you know, they're back in the NFL and, and, you know, we're looking at a free agent and he just wants some inside information on that guy. And, you know, judge is a master at building relationships. And that's one thing I think too, with the players, I think he does kind of present that tough exterior, but I think behind the doors, I think I, I I could be wrong on this. I think he's a little bit more, um, player friendly than, than the media gives him credit for. Um, and it's all about building relationships. It's all about, you know, the, the overall picture and, and bettering everyone that he can kind of help and establishing stuff, establish, establishing stuff for the future. Uh, I'm with you. The man is a planner. You can tell that he was a teacher. <laughs> I mean, I bet he, he has a list of like all these coaches or assistant coaches that he's like, all right, this guy three years ago or three years from now, will be a great defensive coordinator or, you know, he has, that, he has it all on his head, man. That, and I mean, just call, he can call up. He's to the point in his career where he's known, he's respected, he's gone through the, the dirt and, and made it to the top and call up Saban and be like, hey, man, I got a quality control position open. What you got down there? Right. You know, and he's established that network. So, you know, us fans really look at the roster so much. And the older I get, the more I look at the franchise and the staff. And something the Giants have not had is a staff that's capable of developing players both personally and on the football field. Right. And I finally feel like we, we're headed in the right direction with that. And, you know, estab- establishing the Giants' culture. You know, like that's something that we lost after Tom Coughlin left. And right. I felt like it just went away quicker than quick, you know, and – and I think we're bringing that back, which is which is um, key, you know. Yeah, and you know, I hate that. I know it's going to come because it's New York, but like anytime Joe Judge gets on the mic, he's going to be asked about Daniel Jones, and the man is committed to Daniel Jones. I like There's no on, on that podcast doubt. about him too. Um, how he said, you know, it, really it's almost like he bred him, dude. Like yeah. they have the same work ethic, almost. Yep. I mean, for me, just from far away and, like, watching the team offseason and stuff, to me it seems like Daniel has not stopped since last year. He has been somewhere all the time working his dick off. And, honestly, I can't say the same. I can't say that might have happened if Shermer was still the coach. Yeah, you could be right. I just feel like Joe has instilled this whole new values with this team. And then you have Dwayne Haskins getting punched by a few (laughs) Yeah. Knocking his front tooth out. Got Dwayne Haskins getting punched, and apparently there's something coming out about a girl that he paid to sleep with him or something, or was giving her gifts, and and uh, mm-hmm. he, he's trying to get the money back from her, like 20k. Dave Gettleman strikes again, man. Yep. Everybody was so fucking mad at him for not taking Dwayne Haskins, and yep. hey, I'll be the first one to go on record to tell everybody that I was all over Haskins. That's who I wanted. Two of my best friends are Ohio State fans. Watch a lot of Ohio State football. 
Loved watching Haskins throw that ball downfield. But you know what? Never been more happy in my life to be wrong because that kid is an absolute mess, and I want to touch on my sick quarterback ever again. Yeah. I like Justin Fields a lot, but it's hard for me to forget Haskins. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I agree there. I, I liked Haskins, like, in that college football season, like, getting down into the bowl games. And then when I actually started watching, like, a little bit more of him as a player and, like, actually watching games a little bit more, I, I kind of got turned off a little bit. Partially the Ohio State thing, like, there's just not a lot of good, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks that come out, come into the NFL. Um, but also just little things, that draft day crap where he's, you know, charging people to come to his party and, and it's just I, I got turned off pretty quickly with him. I mean, look, I'll be the first to also admit I love Daniel Jones, but he's got a, a ways to go. But I'm way more happy in this situation than having him than that, uh, Dwayne Askins. That's for sure. One, one last thing I want to touch on before we kind of jump into the schedule. What do you think of like this national media kind of hate with Judge? I mean, I guess it's not. I don't know if hate's the right word, but, you know, when, when you see all these polls being released talking about Joe Judge being like a below average coach and one of the worst coaches in the league, do you pay attention to that all? Do you have any comments about that or do you just not care? I mean, I know it's, it doesn't really matter, but it, it's kind of weird seeing the disrespect he's getting. In the you know, media. I had this conversation with someone earlier today and um, the Giants have always been hated. I mean, everybody fucking hated Eli. Mm-hmm. Everybody shit on Eli's whole career. Nobody wanted the Giants to beat the Patriots twice. Um, we've kind of always been like that, man. Yeah. Like we've kind of always been a product of our city being the media capital of the world. Um, you know, you can only beat the horse so much on the Jets over a couple of years, and like when the Jets don't have anything. When there's no ups and downs and you're always talking about downs, it's hard for the media to grasp that. But the Giants have been all over the map for the last 10 years, 12 years. Um, it gives them content. So, I mean, whatever. You got to go grind out and get your content in the media world. But I feel like the Giants are hated around the league, man. I, I really do. And I'm at the point where I kind of just kind of embrace it, dude. Fuck them. Like, you got people picking us third in the division. You got people saying that Joe Judge is the 32nd coach in the league um you got people saying we drafted a punt returner at at in the first round this year you got people still crying about 2018 draft i mean at this point i I love it dude i mean the giants have always been a team that has operated with their backs behind the wall and i would love nothing more than for this team to be good and shut everybody the hell up um at the same time i'm not I'm not thinking that they're going to overachieve and I'm not going to get my hopes up or anything, but I'm kind of embracing the hate, dude. Like we literally transferred Eli into Daniel Jones. Like everybody fucking hates Daniel for no reason. And it's awesome. At this point, I'm just like, whatever, dude, you literally hate the kid for no reason. Like you hate him because you got your, your mock draft wrong. Like (laughs) I can't think of anything else. Like the kid works his dick off and yeah, he turns the ball over a lot. He has a lot of things that he can work on, but like, you can't sit here as a football fan and say that he doesn't have potential. Yeah. And last year too, it was such a tough season to really judge even maybe the whole Giants offense, I guess, um, between, you know, possible play calling with, with Garrett and all the injuries we had, the short season, new coaching staff, uh, COVID. Like it was just such a, 
rough season to to learn a new offense. And granted, every other team's dealing with that same type of stuff, but he has potential. Uh, you know, I'm very excited for his future. I do think he can be a good quarterback for us. And I don't think he needs to be a great quarterback for us. I think he can, you know, be a good quarterback. And with the pieces that we have on this team and the defense that we're building and the coaching staff judges developing, I, I think that's enough. You know, he does not need to be great. He doesn't need to be a game changer. He just needs to manage the ball, manage turnovers, I guess I should say, and not shoot us in the foot, you know. Yeah, I mean, you you hit it spot on. I mean, we need Daniel to be a top twenty quarterback, and I, I will be fine. I mean, but I think too, though he his rookie season, he showed potential to be more than that. Yeah, and, and yeah, and that's not no doubt in my mind that he can be he can be more than that. Yeah, but I'm just saying realistic expectations. You know, this coming year, we don't need him to be that. Yeah, I mean, we got the defense, dude. Like everybody always wants to look at the unit that you need to improve the most, right? They forget about the good things and they just focus on the bad things and what the fixes are going into the next season. I mean, dude, people keep forgetting that we had a top 12 defense, dude. And we added to it. I mean, we lost Dalvin, but we got another corner that's going to start. Um, I, I still don't think they're done. I still think we're going to add some players out and post summer camp. Um, but we didn't miss a beat on defense, dude. I mean, I know Dalvin's a huge loss, but Danny Shelton is a huge underrated signing. Yeah. And then thinking about Dexter, I'm I'm fucking amped up about Dexter Lawrence, dude, because all those those passing downs that Dexter wasn't in on last year, he's going to be in on. All those running downs that Danny Shelton's going to take um, Tomlinson's place in, Dexter's still going to be on the field. He yeah. can pass rush. He's going to be his reps are going to go up, and then. You know, I, th- I look at the rest of the line, dude. I'm not even talking about the rest of the defense, but you got Leo back. I, I got big expectations for the Zafidi kid. I, I really yes. do. Like He's going to be the kid that people were like, who the hell is that guy? And he's going to just overachieve. Yep. Um, You know, the D-line's just stout. And it all starts there. And then you look at our secondary, and it's like, there's no reason why we can't compete with anyone on defense. It's, it's going to come down to Daniel and I know it's always been about getting Daniel help and getting Daniel help there. But, like, dude, if your defense can keep you in it, we're going to stay in games. We're going to need our O-line and Daniel to play mediocre, and we're going to be fine. So I think our defense last year was a very bend-don't-break. Um, and, yeah. You know, some of some games that cost us. Uh, but that kind of went into a little bit with the lack of depth that this team had, too. This year I feel like we have the depth. Uh, we have the coach and we have the talent to be a little bit more of an attacking defense this year rather than that bend don't break defense, which I'm pretty pumped about. You know, we might still have, you know, some single high stuff here and there and put some pressure up, but it, it's not going to be as much of a bend don't break defense to me. What do you think on that? I'm totally with you. I mean, I, when we talk to Giants football a lot, the things that has killed this franchise over the last five years is depth, right? Yep. Um, and we finally have yeah, that in years, none, like, especially at the most important positions, cornerback safety. And I know there's questions on the O-line and don't get my words twisted here, but we finally have O-line that again. Yeah, we I mean, we do might not be good, but we still have it. We, we didn't have it for a long time. So depth wins in this league. I mean, somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. Someone's going down. Someone's going to get suspended. 
something's going to happen. You're losing someone at some point in the year. Um, we're at a point where we have two options of depth at corner. We have an option at safety. We're lacking that middle linebacker. Um, and we have hella defensive linemen, whether they're going to stand up or, or put their hand in the dirt. We haven't had these kind of tools for a defensive coordinator to play with in a long time. And Pat Graham loves versatility and he loves rotating guys out. Like I expect Dexter's reps to go down, but honestly I could see Leo play less mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's okay. I heard, or, excuse me. I expect Dexter's reps to go up, but I could see a guy like Leo play less. Yeah. I could see a guy like Blake Martinez play less. Well, I was actually just going to get into that, where I I think uh, I heard Carter Coughlin's going to be more with the interior linebackers this year, right? Yeah, so he's going to move to the the middle again. But, again, I I expect him to still come off the edge at some point, too. Yeah. Um, I personally really want K.J. Wright from Seattle. Um, I think you plug him next to Blake. Blake goes to his job, does the cleanup, stops the run, and K.J. Wright can drop into coverage. Um, May is my counterpart on uh, clapback. Made a good point, you know, KJ is probably not going to want to sign for a part-time role. He's a full-time starter. He's capable of playing three he's, downs. He's a good player, too. Yeah, he's a good player. He good. graded out pretty damn good at PFF last year. Um, I know that's not the Bible, but I do like to look at PFF on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but you know what, dude? I don't care if he's a part-time player. If that's what he wants to do, great. Bring him in. Plug him next to Blake. Start him at the, the other middle linebacker spot. And Tay's still going to get on the field, dude. Yeah. We, you know damn well Pat's going to get him out there. So we're at the, we're finally at the point in the franchise where it's like, we don't need, like, this guy doesn't need to be a starter and this guy doesn't need to be a, a bench guy. Like, yep. it's going to be tailored to opponent's needs. Um, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen to the edge position. Like, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's a complete grab bag, but Aziz is going to be huge for us, in my opinion. I really like this Ryan Anderson kid that played in Washington. He's a Joe Judge guy from Alabama. He got drafted, I believe, in the second round by um, Washington. He kind of just got phased out there with all their coaching changes and scheme changes. But he's another guy that can step up and get you fucking six sacks this year. Yep. Um, Downstop so, or two with him. You know, we're, we're definitely not valuing the edge position from a dollar standpoint, but they're definitely taking care of um, the blueprint there. It's just nice. I mean, I we, I already said this, I know, but it's just nice to see the depth. You know, we have depth at the linebacker position, edge, uh, defensive line, corner. You know, we're not plugging in, you know, Corey Ballantyne and, and all these guys that, you know, just came in. Um, and then even, like, looking at receiver, I mean, all the issues we had with, with health last year and suspensions and, and yada, yada, we, we're, we have depth at receiver this year, which is really, really exciting. And that, that's big, you know. We have all these undrafted guys coming in and playing significant minutes. So it's going to be big to have, have some, uh, some weapons that can rotate in. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the offense and the wide receiver position. I mean, for me, I know a lot of people are going to disagree on this, but there's only two wide receivers that have a position right now. And that's golly and Shep. Everybody else is going to have to earn it. Yeah. It's going to have to be earned. I really kind of want to see John Ross earn a spot here and just, Prove something, you know. Maybe it's a long shot, but he's got talent. It's gonna be interesting to see how many wide receivers we end up carrying. Um, it's gonna come down to Six is the, my guess. Yeah, I'd like I'd like them to go seven. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's gonna come down to how many running backs they're gonna want to carry, and in my opinion, they're gonna carry four running backs because of Saquon. 
Um, I prefer they only carry two quarterbacks, but we don't know how that's going to go. Wide wide receiver room is going to be interesting, and so is tight end. Yep. Um, Got a lot of bodies there. Got a lot of athletes there. Um, So it's really going to come down to, like, tight end, wide receiver, running back position, and then I guess quarterback will be that other position. But I don't know. I kind of think they go heavy on running back over wide receiver. I just don't think Saquon's going to get what we think until like week four. Yeah. Do you think week one he's starting? He's starting. Um, again, 10 carries. You can just put his ass in there and stand there. And that's going to help Daniel as is. Um, yeah. Like 10 carries and, you know, he'll be involved in the passing game, you know, maybe like six targets or something, but, and they'll gradually approach it, but I think they're going to be smart about Saquon. I kind of worry about that wider or the running back position, man. Like, I, I still think we need a guy there, another guy. So I, I have, would like Alfred yeah. Morris back. Yeah. So we have Saquon, we have Brightwell, we have um, Booker, Clement, Clement, yeah, Corey Clement. Yep. And that's it. They cut Armstead. Yep. Brick Law Armstead. Um, I'd like to get, I, I'd like Alfred Morris back, man. I like the way Alfred Morris runs. And I personally want to back that. Let me back up. <laughs> Big Devontae Booker fan. Devontae Booker is a way better football player than Wayne Gallman. Yep. Wayne Gallman was a fan favorite. He came in, he put his head down, he did what we asked him to do, but he's just he's just a one-dimensional running back. He can yep. hit the hole, and that's about it. Devontae Booker is going to play special teams. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to hit you in the mouth because he doesn't care because he's going to be a career backup for the rest of his life. Um, so – and he's okay. With I him. dig these running backs that are that want to take contact, want to hit you in the mouth. Um, that's why I like Alfred because I want to have guys that we can take hits off Saquon. We're gonna have to financially take care of Saquon eventually. So I don't want Danny Shelton's falling on top of Saquon on a third and one. You know, yeah. I rather like. I mean, I, I hate to say anybody needs to take that hit, but I rather Devonte or a Alfred Morris come in and and just. Take that slug. You know, we don't need Saquon getting hit. We really don't. Like, it sucks that we have to approach it this way now because he tore his ACL. But um, I think we need to do everything we can to kind of ease him back in and, and have a second option. That's one of the good things about Booker, too, because he can be a third and one, you know, run up the middle. He can, you know, be in on third and six for pass protection. He can catch the ball. He, he can do a little bit of everything, and that, that's really going to be key um for this team you know the the initial signing he what he was our first free agent we signed this year yeah. was like, what um but yeah everybody I, threw a I fit because it, got... it's, it's gonna prove to be a really good signing uh for this team if you played daily fantasy sports for the first couple of weeks that might be a nice cheap buy for you there you go there you go a little bit of fantasy advice i like it yeah well i feel like he'll be real cheap and he, I, I mean uh He's got to be involved, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, I mean, weeks one through four, Devontae Booker right now, as of today, with no other running back signed, I, he's clearly number two, um, and he's probably the only running back that can take a load. Plus, you look at the first two defenses we're playing, and, I mean, Denver's a good defense, always going to have a good defense. Oh. Washington's going to have a good defense. 
Atlanta, who knows? You know, but Saints have a pretty yeah. good defense. So. I don't want Chase Young and Vaughn Miller blowing Saquon up. Yep, exactly. So what do you think? Are you ready to, to jump yeah, into the schedule here? Yeah, let's let's talk some Broncos. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much here we'll just kind of go through each week and win-loss. If you want to talk a little bit about the, the matchup, we can do that. I do have my buddy Eddie's picks as well. I just figured I'd throw that in there. And, um, yeah, let's start off week one versus Denver. What, what do you think? You on mute? <laughs> start i'm gonna be in attendance so it's obviously an automatic win um week one's gonna really come down to me to it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with their quarterback situation um i expect them to probably start teddy bridgewater defense is gonna be stout i mean they're not gonna they're not gonna give up a lot of yards and they're gonna be able to stop the run um i believe they added one of the fuller brothers and then they also got Sertan in the draft. So, I mean, that defense is definitely going to have coverage. I still think we're – I still think we're better. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the Giants here. It's first time back at MetLife since COVID. Um, It's kind of really Joe Judge's first real opening day at MetLife as well. I really think we got the edge here, man. I think we can stop whatever quarterback they start. start. We got the DBs to stop their, their wide receiver threat. And that's really like besides their defense and their wide receivers, there's not really much that's jumping out on me. So you're going to win? Yeah, win for me. A couple of things I'll say too. Um, first game back at MetLife, um, fans are going to be pretty amped, I think, you know, aside from missing all of last season inside of the Giants community. Um, there's a lot of excitement about this team. So I think, you know, home field advantage, teams aren't going to be used to the – the fans being in the, in the stands again, and that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. And I think that's an advantage for us. Um, I think it's a win. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and my buddy Eddie has a, has a win as well. And I think this is like um, a two score win is, is my guess on this. I, I would love nothing more. I mean, <laughs> would love nothing more. Um, I'm not, I'm not afraid of Denver. So I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. So we got three wins, three wins, three and oh, cool. we love won. it. Love it. Let's jump into Washington next. It's a Thursday night football game in Washington. What do you think? I really hate that they kind of shafted us on the second week of the season going on Thursday night on four days rest yep. on a 4.30 game. Kind of sucks, but they got to do it too. Um, I believe – I don't know who Skins open with, but they play Sunday afternoon as well. So they got a short week as well. It's in – in Washington. Um, it's going to be gritty, dude. I expect a super low scoring game. Um, offense is probably still not clicking. Um, I, I, we got to beat the Skins, dude. So much shit talk going on between the Skins fan base and the Giants fan base. Uh, I, I really think I just, I know they got this elite defense, probably top three in the NFL. Defensive lines definitely won. Um, I still think we're the more balanced team here. And, and again, I think Danny Dimes continues his vengeance and he's goes six and zero against the skins. I like it. So when um, Washington opens with the Los Angeles chargers, where is that game? Uh, Washington. Damn. Is it Washington? Is it uh, Los Angeles? Who the hell are they right now? Are they, um, uh, they're yeah, they're LA chargers. Okay. <laughs> 
Damn, I kind of wish they went West Coast. So they basically have the same setup as us. Yeah, home game, Sunday yeah. afternoon. Um, I don't love the short week, but it's early. It's nice to get the short yeah, week Yeah, at least way. it's early. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to win as well um, for a couple of reasons. I think we're going to be riding high off, off of win as, you know, win last week. And, you know, it's tough for me to really be too excited about anything that Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to do. And they have a good defense, but – they had a good defense last year, and we had a pitiful offense last year. We still won two games last year. I think psychology with this game is going to matter a lot because I think the Giants are just so used to, to beating this team that they're going to. Uh, but I also think we're the better team. We'll see if that is the case. So you and I are both going wins on this, and Eddie is going with a loss. Don't like it, Eddie. Don't like it, Eddie, but I understand it. I, yeah, I you know, it. you got to be you know realistic about these, so. You know, I, as much as I hate the skins living here in Virginia and giving them shit, calling the four skins all the time, um, I do think their offense is going to be better. Um, but Fitz is going to go out and throw three TDs, and he's going to throw three picks too. Yeah, yeah. But I Never also, die. like, slip Fitz. Like, the Redskins have an offense that it's like a one-read offense. You, just, you throw the ball, get to McLaurin, you go. Fitz is not going to be a guy that's just going to come in there and be a game manager, man. He's going to no. take shots. He's going to be dangerous. He's going to be okay being dangerous. He's going to turn the ball over, but he's going to take shots downfield. And that's going to be different for the Skins, in my opinion. Um, they're used to a very game-managed offense with a game-manager quarterback. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I like Antonio Gibson um, from a fantasy aspect, but I think he actually suffers a little bit more from Fitz this year. Yeah. Because I think they're going to be a little bit more pass-happy offense. they got Curtis Samuel. This will definitely be a game for the Giants too, where you know we gotta get this win. Communication we get in the secondary will be will be big, yeah. and um, everyone being on the same page. Hopefully, we're coming in. Um, Giants historically get behind in the division early. We gotta change that narrative this year. I think that's gonna happen. You know, I think you know as a as a team, as an organization, we're we're changing a lot of the narratives about this team, and hopefully, it starts off quick. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, week three. Home game for the Giants at Atlanta. Big game, September 26th. I only know that because that's my birthday. And Eli's, they're retiring Eli's jersey. They're electing him into the ring of honor. So this is a big game. What do you think? Uh, how about this, actually? I'm going to go first because I, you went first on the first two. I'm going to win regardless. Um, you know, this Atlanta team is going to be different, though. It, it It's going to be – it's going to be – they have a new coach if, if I'm – if I'm not wrong, correct? You know, stuff's going going on with Julio too. We don't really know what's going to end up happening there. Yeah, just a whole, a completely different team. So I'm really not sure what to expect out of them. I don't have a lot of input on what they're going to be, but I think this is going to be a win. I mean, if this franchise can't get this team fired up to retire Eli's jersey and get a dub against the Dirty Birds at home, um, you know. Matt Ryan's going to air it out, but again, I think we have the defense to stop them, and their defense is not going to be anything. Nothing. Yeah. So, I, 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 when was the last time Atlanta had a good defense? Even maybe Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd say maybe when when they went yeah. to, lost the Super Bowl, I should say. But um, I kind of I kind of feel like this might be Danny's coming out party. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to face two pretty fucking good defenses week one and two. Um, Danny's going to come out and show out for Eli. Getting back home too after um, nope. you know road game 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a big game. I think I think I'm gonna try to make it to that game. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do yeah. my best. It would be cool to see you there. Um, week. So okay, actually, Eddie has this as a win as well. So I'm sitting at three and zero right now. You're sitting at three and zero, and Eddie's sitting at two and one. Does that sound right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Week four at New Orleans Saints. What do you got? Dude, I feel like they just had our number for so long. Um, Breeze is gone. No idea what's going to happen with that offense. I know they got Jameis, but again, Jameis is similar to to Fitz. He's going to go out there. He's going to throw the shit out of the ball, but he's also going to turn it over. Yep. Um, I feel like this is the turn of the tide with the Saints. I mean, I I, don't, I can't remember the last time we beat them. Um, Sean yeah, Payton that Eli Eli Manning game where he threw like six touchdowns and we lost five. Did we? Oh, we lost that. Yeah, we ended up losing that one. Okay. So I can't remember the first twenty sixteen. I think we beat them the year that we um. Went to the to the playoffs. I think we beat them like week one or week two. I could be yeah, wrong. We yeah. did. I think. Yeah. Um, Doris Jenkins maybe had a pump block or a kick. A yeah. Yep. But again, like Sean Payton's going to have an offensive game plan. He he he's got the Giants' history, so. Yep. I don't know. I feel like they've always had our number, but I'm going with a win. It's going to be at the Saints. It ain't easy to play there. Um, I believe it's a. One or four o'clock game, so it won't be a night game. Um, but I'm going with a four and zero start, man. I, I I am. We don't ever start strong, and I think this is the year that we do. It is a one o'clock game. You are correct. Um, Eddie is going with a win here as well. I'm going with a loss. You know, I kind of feel you a little bit with the, uh, you know, the Saints always kind of having our numbers. What it feels like. Also, you know we're going to lose games, you know, as much as I want to sit here and think that, you know, we're going to go 17 and all, that's just not realistic. There's going to be games that, you know, we're expected to win and we're going to lose. And there's going to be games that we're expected to lose and we're going to win. This is one of those games for me, like coming in three, you know, you know, feeling, feeling pretty high. It might be kind of a reality check game where, you know, if Winston's the starting quarterback at that point, maybe he throws all over us. I don't know. Um, to me, it, it seems a little like a little bit of a dangerous game, and I'm, I'm going with a loss there. I don't hate it. I mean, the Saints, Saints are still going to be legit. Um, yeah, good coach. Well, you know, well it, coach. It, it, it all comes down defense. to that, their quarterback. Yep. I mean, they're, they're going to have a good defense. They got Kamara. Um, still got Michael Thomas and Drake Juan. I mean, they got pieces, um, but it's just going to come down to – I mean, you know what? I'm probably sleeping on them a little bit because they did do pretty well with Taysom Hill last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with Sean Payton, his, his offensive guru skills. But um, we need their number, man. It's a new era here. Could you see a world with Hill starting Taysom Hill? I just don't think he's – he's not – to me, he's not – James is going to have to shit the bed real bad. Yeah, I agree. Because my philosophy is like – Taysom's still playing with Jameis on the field. Jameis isn't playing with Taysom on the field. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. They're gonna they're gonna get their money's worth out of Taysom. I mean, they're paying them. Okay, so I'm sitting at three and one after four weeks. You're at four and oh. Eddie's at three and one. So week five at Dallas. I believe this is one of the few unanimous weeks here that we've had. Oh, I guess we've already already had two. Week one and week three were unanimous. Um, but I'm going with a loss here against Dallas in Dallas. Um, 
I don't really have a lot to say. I, you know, I just think that we're probably going to split with Dallas. That's kind of how I feel. I know you might not necessarily agree with that, but we're going to win some, we're going to lose some in the NFC East, you know, splitting is okay. I think, I think we'll sweep Washington though. Um, but what do you think? I mean, dude, I know they don't have a defense, but Dallas is still, first of all, right up there in contention of the division. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally fear Dallas more than I fear the Skins. Probably shouldn't because we can stop their offense and they don't have much of a defense. Yep. But I, I don't know what it is every year, but I, I always give the Cowboys too much credit. But people are just sleeping on them because Dak was gone last year, dude. And, I mean, they forget that it's Dak, Zeke, Lamb, uh, Cooper, Gallup, and and Schultz. Like, I mean, that's a squad. Um, O-line's falling apart a bit. But I expect Dallas to be right back in it. And they they hired Dan Quinn. I mean, better than what they had. I don't, I don't know how it will work out for them. But right. drafted Micah. Um, they still lack corners and, and DBs, but again, if you can get to the quarterback, you don't need elite DBs and, and corners. Right. Um, so I'm going with a loss here, man. We never win in Dallas. Um, only Eli wins in Dallas. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, I'm going with a little bit of schedule slide here. This is going to be my first loss. One thing people forget about last year, too. Everyone says, yeah, you know, Dak wasn't there and yada, yada. That's the reason they weren't good last year. But they had five games of Dak last year before he got hurt against us. And what are they? They were one and four or or two and three or something like that at that point. Offense was clicking, but defense just wasn't doing anything. So I understand that Dak, you know, wasn't there for the, you know, most of the the season, but he he was there for some of it. Um, And people tend to forget that or, you know, pretend that wasn't the case, I guess. Well, they can put up points. I mean, yep. they're, they're going to put up points. The problem with them is if they give up more, then they're never going to win. But if that defense can just be a little bit better than it was last year, I, I, I still fear Dallas. Maybe that's just me being a Giants fan, always fearing Dallas. Um, but I like Dak. I think Dak's good. I think um, they have a good thing going on on offense right there, but they're kind of like the opposite of us. We got the defense, they got the offense. So uh, yep. there's no reason we can't beat them. But um, I got four wins right now, so I'm going with an L. Makes sense, makes sense. Week six, mm-hmm. matchup against the Rams. What do you think? So I've been thinking about the NFC period a lot lately, and this is the first time in how many years that I can remember that NFC is a bit down. Uh, AFC is kind of the, the force right now. And you look at the NFC and you're like, Who's the best team besides the Bucs? Like, who are the good teams? We don't know what's happening with Rodgers. Um, I don't fear the Vikings. Seahawks are the Seahawks. But I, I really think right now, like, obviously the Bucs are the favorites, but the Rams are right there with me, for me, man. I think the Rams are one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, I really like Matt Stafford. We'll see if he can go into McVay's offense. But I don't think he's played for a better offensive coordinator since McVay. So, I think McVay will be able to kind of crack that code with Stafford. Stafford's going to have to do a lot less. Stafford's always had to carry the kind of the load in Detroit. So, um, you know, they added Deshaun Jackson. They drafted a couple of receivers. They already have Cup and Wilt Woods. Cam Akers is a beast. Yep. Um, I, I really like Cam Akers. 
Um, and that defense overachieved last year. Um, didn't really lose anyone, so besides the defensive coordinator. But um, I, I think that the Rams are definitely up there for an NFC favorite spot. So I'm going with an L here. I am too. You know, kind of along the same thing that you just mentioned, I really think that the Rams can be one of the best teams in the NFL, maybe, maybe at least the NFC. Uh, I think Stafford can take them to a new level. Uh, with with kind of what what they're going to run there, and you're right, you know he's he's not going to have to feel the pressure of the offense on his shoulders the whole time. He has someone that can scheme really well. Uh, he has a running game. He has weapons. That's a loss. I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a tough game for us. We played them well last year, and I I do think that we can hang with them. I just think it's going to be a tough game for the Giants to win. So I'm going loss. Eddie goes loss as well. So I have the Giants sitting at three and three at this point. I believe you have them at four and two. And Eddie has them at three and three as well. So week seven, Carolina. So we, we get to see some Sam Darnold action, I'm assuming. You know, hopefully he'll be healthy. Um, for me, I, I think this is a win. You know, I, I, they do have a young um, – a young defense and, and they have some weapons on offense, but I think this is a game that the giants can kind of dominate. I know you, when we talked about this a little bit before this, you were a little unsure about this game. I'm going win. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, McCaffrey's going to be a, you know, a game changer. I don't love rule. And so maybe it's more, <laughs> more of my biases on that. Um, but there were some, some boneheaded things I saw last year with his coaching with, with uh, calling timeouts at weird times. Granted, you know, it's first year as a, as a coach in the NFL. I think it could be this game could be the difference in coaching. And I think Judge wins that battle. Out of the whole schedule, man, this is the one I struggle with the most. Um, why? Why? I think Carolina's going to be good. First of all, the reason I have to say that is because not Sam Darnold. Um, I really like what they've done on defense. Mm hmm. You know, they got Derek, Derek Brown in the middle of the defensive line, but now they got Brian Burns and they got Hassan Riddick. I love Riddick. Burns. I was so mad we didn't get uh, Yeah, and I, I wanted to sign Hassan Riddick too, mm-hmm. who played for Rule at Temple. So they got that dual threat edge rush um, with Derek Brown sitting in the middle. Jeremy Chun is a budding superstar in the NFL. And I fucking hate Matt Rule. I don't like that guy. Like, I don't either. I did not want the Giants to get him at all, but I got to give credit where credit's due. Like, I slept on Joe Brady made Teddy Bridgewater look pretty serviceable. Um, I think Darnold might actually get it together, man. Yeah. I, I might. I, I kind of think he will. He's going to have a good running back. He's got a great offensive line. He's got four good receivers. Um, actually, have three good receivers. I think Carolina's kind of a dark horse. They're not going to be as good as the Bucs, but um, I kind of think that they're going to be pretty legit. I, I, I really do, so – it kills me. I think this is going to be a shootout, um, but I'm going with Carolina here. Okay. How uh, how mad would Jet, Jet fans be if sitting here at week seven, Carolina's, you know, six and one or something like that, tearing it up, and, and Zach Wilson's getting his ass beat in for the Jets? I'd love to see it. It's probably going to happen, man. <laughs> oh, man. I think they gave up on Darnold way too early. I like to give Darnold a lot of shit, but at the end of the day, Played for the Jets and Jets can't develop players, man. Um, I feel bad for Darnold. I want him to turn it around. I do. I thought he was going to get another chance. You know when uh, when they hired 
uh, was it Salah? Is that how you say say his yeah. name? Um, my thinking at the time was, you know, he, he's not someone that – he's going to be more like Joe Judge. He's not going to have his hand in the offense. He's going to kind of be off off that. And I thought maybe he would let let him have a chance, you know, let him let him have a chance to kind of right the shift, but it didn't happen. Um, I agree, though. I think they gave up on him a little bit too early. Yep. You know, Darnold wasn't what the Giants wanted, and that's fine. Doesn't mean that I hate the guy, even though I think it's funny he has a big – big ass mole on his face, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so you're going loss on this. Yeah. Going loss here. Okay. Eddie's going win. We're all sitting at four and three at this point going into week eight. And this is a big matchup week eight at Kansas city, Monday night football. Uh, going to be a tough game. Can't get myself I, to do it, man. Yeah. I, I wanted to, but man, no, I can't do it. It's, it's a loss. Yeah, um, Giants got fucked on their their primetime games. You know, probably yeah, the best did. team in the AFC, right? Like, I mean, probably the best team in the AFC. Yep. <clears throat> um, I do. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout though. Um, we got the def- defense to kind of slow Mahomes. We got the secondary to kind of cover. Um, this is gonna be a game that's gonna come down to Daniel mm-hmm. and the offense. Um. You keep it low scoring and you run the ball with Saquon, who should be pretty ready to carry a load by then. I, I don't – You'd hope, yeah, week eight, you know. I, I'm not going to say that we don't have a chance. Um, I don't like that it's on Monday night in Kansas City. But, uh, you know, the Giants play best when backs are against the wall. So, just yep. like we were with the Bucks last year, man. Yeah, you know, it, it's – it's going to be a matchup. I think it'll be a fun game. Um, as a as a Giants fan, fan going into this game, this could be kind of a statement win type thing. But, you know, even if we're competitive in the game and we show a little fight and, and show we can hang with a good team, I think that'll be a win. Obviously, you know, you want the win regardless, but that's going to gonna be a tough, tough pill to, to swallow on that one. So I'm going loss as well. We're all sitting at four and four at this point going into week nine a game, you know, right before the bye. So it kind of comes at a good time against the Raiders home game. I'm, it's hard for me to buy into the Raiders. Um, I like Gruden, but I don't know if Gruden is right for the NFL now. You know, it almost seems like maybe he's just a little, a little too outdated. I could be wrong on that. Maybe he'll come back and, and have a, you know, a great year this year. But it seems like he and um, their GM just – it seems like they have their own formula and they think like they're smarter than everybody and they're, you know, drafting players that maybe Cleveland Farrell, you know, at pick four. And so just it seems like they're trying to build, but I don't know if they're building the right way. I'm going to win. This could be a game that the giants maybe finally get back into the winning ways of things and, and kind of right the ship a little bit here right before a buy. And that's a perfect time to get a good win to go into the buy. So I'm going to win. Yeah, me too, man. I mean, start out four and zero, drop four in a row, four and four. Um, I think Raiders are definitely beatable. It's at home; they're gonna have to take a pretty long trip. One o'clock game. Um, there's not really much about the Raiders that scared me. Um, if anything, it's their offense, and not scared of that. Um, so I think we get back on track here and with a dub. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we all went wins there, so I believe we're all actually at five and four still. So we're we're all sitting pretty right now. 
Um, going into the bye with a winning record is something that the Giants aren't used to doing, <laughs> especially recently. So you got to be happy about that and, and, you know, get a, get a good bye week with week 10 and, you know, start pushing for the end of the season for the playoff run. So week 10, obviously bye. you know, hopefully we're rusting up, getting players back healthy and week 11 kicks right off at Tampa Monday night football, bright lights. What do you think? It's kind of the same with the, the Chiefs game, man. Like, uh, it's winnable. We can definitely play with them. We did last year. Um, Danny doesn't turn those two balls over. We might have beat them. But uh, I got to I gotta go. I got to go win for the Bucs here. I have to. Okay. Eddie's, Just out of pure respect. Yeah. Eddie's going lost, too. Um, so you each are going with a loss. I'm going with a win. I think this could be one of those games that we win that maybe a lot of people think that we shouldn't have um, or, you know, not predicting that we're going to win that game. I just think we're built for that game. You know, like you said about last, last year's game, man, you know, one turnover less and we won that game. You know, we were confusing Brady left and right, um, you know, defensively. I think this is a game we can win. You know, I don't think it's going to mean that we're Super Bowl contenders or anything like that, but it's going to be one of those games where, it surprises people a little bit. We're coming out of a bye and maybe puts us on the roadmap a little bit. So I have the Giants going to six and four here. You both are at five and five. Week 12, Philly home game. What's up? What you, what you got? We're changing the, t- the, um, the narrative here, man. No yeah. more Philly owning us. This is where we uh, kick it back off. We go two and oh. First Philly, I guess, because we won the last game, yeah. So uh, we got we got to change that narrative, man. <laughs> Philly's pretty much been the thorn in our side for way too long, and I finally feel like they're down enough for us to kind of take advantage of them, and I'm going with a win here. Nice. I like it. Um, Eddie's going to the win as well. I'm being stubborn, I guess, and I'm going with a loss. I don't like it. I don't like the feeling of it. I like nothing about it. Um but splitting in the NFC East just seems like the way to be other than, you know, against, against the uh, Washington football team. I feel like that team, you know, we can always sweep. doesn't mean it'll happen, but I hate to say it. I just, I think that first game is going to be a loss coming off high from Tampa from, for me, at least the Tampa win. And this will kind of knock us back onto reality a little bit. And I don't like it, but I'm going to go a Philly loss. I still think that, sorry, I'm going to go with the Giants loss. I still think, Philly's down though. You know, I think this is going to be, you know, we won a game that we probably should have lost and then we're going to lose the game. We should have probably won. So that's my take on that. I have the giants going to six and five. You're at six and five with a win. And so is Eddie. I can't have you having Philly sweep us, man. Oh, no, don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, and, and that's tough because that's another game where I do really feel like we should win, but we're going to lose, you know, we're, we're not, you know, perfect. So I think that I just do think that's a game that we probably should win, but we're going to lose, you know, one or two of those this year, maybe. So week 13 at Miami, this is the add-in game too, I believe, right? The the 17th game that they added to the schedule. I'm going to go with a loss. I think that I want to go with a win here, but I think Miami's going to have a pretty good team this year. I'm not really sure what to think of Tua, but I think they have enough other things going on with that team, they have, you know, a good, solid defense, 
offensively, they should be better this year. And it's in Miami, maybe sliding a little bit still after that Philly loss last week. I'm going with a loss here. What do you think? Um, This one was tough for me too, man. Dang. I mean, the Dolphins are kind of similar to us. I think that defense is stout. I, I, I think Tua sucks. I think Tua sucks. Um, this one can go either way for me. But I think I'm going to go with Miami here. Um, just at a pure – Home field advantage. Yeah. That's that's literally it. This was a toss-up like it was for the Panthers game for me. Same talent level for me. Um, Dolphins are are coming up. You know, I think they're very similar, unproven quarterback with us, like us. Uh, good defense. Got to carve it out on offense, but Dolphins are on their way. But I, I think I'm going with an L here. Okay. Yeah, it is tough to, to really know what's going to happen with Tua. Um, he didn't show a lot last year, but as a Giants fan, I mean, look back to Eli when, when we drafted Eli, you know, he wasn't good the first couple of years, you know, it's, it's, it's a learning curve. It's, it's different, you know, um, it's tough to, to think he's going to have a great year though. And it's, it's maybe even tough to say he's going to have a good year, but loss for the Giants. Eddie's going to win. So Eddie's at seven and five. You and I are both at six and six at this point. Week 14, LA Chargers. What do you got? Chargers, it's another one, man. Like, I, I definitely think they're beatable. Um, I definitely think they can beat us, but a lot of changes going on there. Um, I'm, I'm expecting Herbert to take a little bit of a step back. Offensive lines will beat theirs. Um, I'm actually going with a Giants win here on the, on the West Coast. Yeah, same here. Uh, going to win as well. You know, new coach. Uh, I, I kind of agree with uh, step back for the quarterback there, Herbert. Um, you know, learning a new offense. Everything's going to kind of be a little bit different for them, I think. I'm going with the Giants win. I think that can be a game. You know, get back on the skid here. You know, get a win and, and get feeling good again. Giants win. Giants win. And that's a, another unanimous one here. So we're all sitting – well, you and I are sitting at seven and six. Eddie's sitting at eight and five. And, yeah, let's let's go to, into the next week. So this is home game against Dallas. So at this point, we got to be, what, late November, I'm assuming? Let me look here. Yep. Yeah, somewhere around, around late November. Um, this is my win. You know, I had them losing the first game earlier in the season against Dallas. So we're going to the win here, split – and I think the home crowd's going to get this game cooking. It's going to be a toss-up. You know, it's going to be a tough game. and always is. Even when, you know, one team's up 31-7 to 7 at some point, you know, you, you never feel good unless it's Dallas up 31-7. I don't feel like the Giants are coming back. But um, they're, they're going to be a decent team this year, I think. I, I do agree with you. They may be more of a threat than Washington. And I still feel confident that the Giants will win. Giving them the division sweep. I don't know why, but I am. I like it. I'm not used somebody to, had to sweep, against Dallas. Somebody had to sweep us. It's not going to be the Skins. It's not going to be the Eagles. Oh, it's lost. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going with, uh, with a sweep here. Yeah. They, uh, I got, gave them the, the win the first time. Um, Dak kicked the shit out of us in MetLife last time. I'm just going to give it to them. <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving it to them, but I'm giving it to them. All right. Well, you know, we can't all be there's, right. There's I, always got, there's always going to be losses that exactly yeah. you don't expect. Yep. 
and I did say that the Eagles were going to beat us. So, you know, it's only fair that you do that with Dallas. <laughs> All right. Well, this is typically the last game of the year, I believe, right? Um, oh, what do I have going on here? Yeah, you so have we three have three more. You got Eagles, yeah. Bears, Skins. Yep. So we're going into Philly next. And that is at Philly. So for me, it's going to be a win for the Giants, uh, you know, split, which is pretty typical. I just feel like, you know, a game in Philly, we're going to be a little bit extra pumped up about. And um, we're going to take it out on them for that game. You know, we, we lost earlier. We're going to be we're going to be mad. And we'll be mad anyway, even though it's a new coaching staff and everything there. So I'm going win. Yeah, Joe Judge returns home. He yep. finally gets his home in, or his his home win in Philly. Um, we don't throw the ball to Evan Ingram in crunch time. <laughs> and uh, we win the game. And Daniel Jones has a 100-yard rushing TD and doesn't fall. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was rough. Yeah, I was there. That, you tell me we, about it, bro. At least we, at least we still there. scored on that drive, though. Yeah. If we didn't score there or, like, turned the ball over, that would have been so much worse. Well, we scored on Danny's drive. We didn't score on the fucking one Evan Ingram drove. Oh yeah, yeah, I was yeah, I was talking about the pump, the uh, the lo- long run for Danny Danny Dimes. The Vanilla Vic. Yep, <laughs> fastest quarterback in the NFL, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, we gotta we gotta end this Philly shit, man. They're yeah, I agree. You know, it's 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 got to change with like the Giants luck inside of the NFC East. Um, we've, we've kind of gotten our, our dicks kicked in a little bit, as you say, yep. um, inside of the NFC East, and, and we have to change that. And this is going to be a perfect year to do that. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is the time, man. Everybody's – I don't want to say everybody's down, but the division's wide open. It's very wide open. I agree. It, it, there's a seat to be taken in a division, and it's wide open. I like it. Week 17 against Chicago, in Chicago, too. I don't think this is going to be a tough game. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because every game is tough. But I think this is a very winnable game for the Giants. Offensively, I don't really know what to expect. But, you know, rookie quarterback, probably going to be starting at that point. And I think the Giants will be able to confuse him. I think this will be a game that the Giants can win. Um Late in the year, hopefully we're, we're pounding the ball pretty good at that point too, and get a W. You know, keep keep this winning going and get the feeling right. So I'm going to win. So first of all, we have to win this game because we have to yep. confirm that we get a top ten pick. Um, I'm kind of with you. I think Justin Fields will probably be in there by then. Um, Do you think he starts the year? No, I don't. Um, I think. Andy Dalton starts the year and gets fucked over again, like he always does. QB um, number one. <laughs> I, I just don't see the point in signing Dalton if, like, why wouldn't you just go sign like a, a um, Colt McCoy or something? Like, you know, somebody that you know is going to be a backup. Like, as much as I give Andy Dalton shit, like the dude gets fucked over everywhere he goes, and you know they told him he's going to be a starter, so he better be, or he's going to probably like. I don't know. That's going to get kind of interesting there because he got fucked over in Cincinnati um, and they signed him to be the starter in, in Chicago and obviously use our pick on Justin Fields. But I think we see Fields. I think the Bears are trash. Um, I think we get a dub here. I think it's low scoring. 
Danny wins it for us. Um, but fuck, I hope the Bears give us a top ten pick, man. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, I, I was I was talking to people about that the other day too. Not to go off subject here, but um, that can go either way. We could be picking top five. We could be picking twenty five. Yeah. Because as good as the Bears' defense is, as much as I give them shit, um, that division's weird. Like, they make it in 8-8, eight eight, you know, pick 18. You know, so as much as I like to say it's a top 10, 10 lock, um, the Bears are probably a little bit better than we give them credit for. It could depend maybe at least a little bit on what Aaron Rodgers does, you know, what Green Bay does. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they have some that's going to be a division, but, huge yeah. piece of it. Us Giants fans need to be rooting for Aaron Rodgers to be playing for sure. Um, I mean, the Bears could finish second. They could finish last in their division. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sleep on Detroit. I think the NFC might be a little bit more competitive this year, at least in the, in the you know, with records. You know, you're, you're not yeah. going to have a lot of, you know, losing teams making it or – you know, fighting for a playoff spot. Last year, I felt like AFC was, you know, 10 and 6, and you were lucky to make in the playoffs, where NFC was like 8 and 8, and you could maybe sneak in for that last spot. Yeah. Um, I think I just, I just don't have a high opinion of the Bears. I know they have a good defense. Um, they have, I guess, Montgomery and, and some other weapons here and there, but I I don't know. I think I think it could be a top 5, top 10 pick. It's just becoming really hard as a Giants fan right now because we're so hyped up about this defense. We think we can stop anyone. Yeah. And yeah. like a guy, a guy like Monty, like Monty's a really good running back, really fucking good running back. You give him 30 carries, he might tear you up. But like right now in my head as a Giants fan, why should I fear him? Yep. So it all obviously a lot's going to change. Oh, yeah. It all lot's going to change. When, uh, you know, we, we finally get on the field and it's – I, I it's an ebb and flow of the season, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, see what happens. Yeah. So I have the Giants at this point at ten and six, going into week eighteen. I guess yeah, week eighteen. Yeah, it's so weird. Eighteen. Yep. You have them at nine and seven, I believe. Does that sound right? Yep. Yep. And then Eddie has them at ten and six, and going into Washington week eighteen. One thing I, I forgot to mention too: some of these games, I wouldn't be shocked if they get flexed. You know, a lot of these are one o'clock games. Dallas, you know, week 15 wouldn't shock me. Philly, week 16 wouldn't shock me. Week 18 here, if this game comes down to, you know, winning the division, wouldn't shock me if if this game gets flexed either. Yeah. For me, I mean, I'm going with the sweep for the Redskins. Oh, I mean, the Washington football team. (laughs) Um, I just, it's tough for me. You know, I I don't know. I I know that the Washington football team has a lot of good pieces you know I do like Ron he's a good coach but I just just have that mentality that we're better than them and you know we have been for the last couple of years even when we're down we're still beating beating the Redskins the football team damn it <laughs> yeah I mean dude everything inside of me right now wants us to pick this to win this game and sweep them again um I'm giving them the win here oh I, I hate it but skins are good. Um, I feel like we might be a little beat up by the end of the year. Probably looking at a playoff spot. Might not need this win. Um, depends, though. I mean, this, this game is going to come down to either being nothing or very, very, very fucking important. Yeah. And they totally did that on purpose. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, 
even though Vegas has the Cowboys playing in the division. Um, and our last four games are division opponents. Yeah, this game is probably going to come down to the division, honestly. Um, but I'm going to take an L here and say we get a wild card spot um, and, and still make the playoffs. Division? Nope, I got the Redskins. Football team? No. <laughs> pains me. It really fucking pains me. It does, Shit yeah. never goes well for the Giants. Never goes perfect. But that's fine. I'd rather be behind. We love being behind. Yeah, like we love to be backs against the wall, wild card team. That's who we are. It's in our blueprint. Yep. I still think we're going to win this. I think this win for us will cement the division. And, you know, we're not going to be a one seed. We're not going to be a two seed. Um, You know, we could be a four or something like that. But I think we win this game. And I I think we – we have a good season, man. You know, I'm pumped about it. It's it's hard not to be uh, too optimistic. I think with this, I mean, I'm finishing at 11 and six. Eddie's finishing at 11 and six. You're at nine and eight. At least it's all winning seasons. You know, that's that's the really the important thing. I could be happy with nine and eight. Um, even if you know, even even if it doesn't turn into a playoff, uh, you know, appearance for us at nine and eight, yep. you, you can't be unhappy about that. Obviously, you'll never be happy about not making the playoffs, but you have to take nine and eight for what nine and eight is, and that's improvement. I don't, I don't expect to make moves. No, I I stopped doing that a while ago, and it's been a lot better for my health. <laughs> uh, no, but honestly, like, man, dude, like at the end of the day, yes, us Giants fans are like starving and thirsty for wins, right? It's been so long, it's been so long, but at the end of the day, it's year two for Joe Judge. As long as we get better, as long as players develop, as long as people like Daniel Jones don't take a step back, Darius Slayton doesn't take a step back, Evan Ingram, um, as long as we get better, that's all that matters, man. Are you completely a, off the Evan Ingram train? Um, I just don't want anything to do with him. I think he can still be a good player in this league, but I don't want to pay him, one. I love Kyle Rudolph, huge Kyle Rudolph fan here. Kyle Rudolph's going to catch five-plus TDs. Um, you would be shocked to know how many TDs he's caught in the last five years. Um, how many? Dude, it's like 25. Wow. Look it up um, while I'm talking. But, you know, we need guys like Darius Slayton to step up. We need Evan Ingram to do their job. Um, I, I, I think Evan Ingram can be a good player in this league, man, but I'm just kind of like done with him. I don't know, man. Just never seen a Giants player get so many chances and have injuries and bad years. And I, for me, Evan Ingram is an anomaly because Eli just made him ball out his rookie year. Yeah. And I know he's got talent. I know he's fast. I know he's got skill, but like he just hasn't put it together besides that rookie year. He can turn. 30 yard gain into a 75 yard gain, but like, when's that going to happen? Yeah. I know so, he can do it. Like, I, less is more for Evan Ingram and Darius Slayton, or less is better for Darius, Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram. I think less volume for both of those guys could be really good because you got a Darius Slayton guy who, God, if anybody listens to my podcast, they're going to be like, he's already said this shit. <laughs> Darius Slayton was a fifth round draft pick, man who was forced into a number one role. 
that's wrong. Sterling Shepard is a was a great slot wide receiver who was forced into a top dog kind of wide receiver two role. Yep. Like possession guy. Like we love to do that to our players and I get it. You want them to be dynamic, but like, how about Darius Slay- Slayton as a wide receiver three? Dude, to me that like, that sounds great. Yeah. Get him on a slot corner or get him on a linebacker over the middle or a safety. He's going to burn your, your block off, but he's not going to burn Tredavious White. Right. You know? So, That's going to be more and, for this team. Yeah. Yeah. And like Evan Ingram, like, dude, you play him downs one, two, you give him routes, um, curls, flats, whatever, but you take him off the field if it's 20 inside the 20. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's just not his that's not his game. Right. Whereas last year you got Jason Garrett force feeding him, man. Yep. So I expect a lot of changes with this team, man. Really it's, gonna be, it's gonna be nice to have, and this kind of comes back to what we talked about earlier, depth. You know, we have yeah. so many options, options, so many offensive options this year that and defense you don't need to force the ball to Engram or you know Shep every freaking play or, or whatever. Um Kyle Rudolph, 19 in the last four years. It's crazy. Yep. And that, that's – I know we only had one last year. Yeah, that's with one last year in a in – a, in a, yeah, you could say he had a down year, but really he was kind of being phased out of that offense. Well, and, like, you know, that's what's interesting to me too because Kyle Rudolph was very vocal in Minnesota about not getting targets and how he wasn't going to stay if he wasn't going to be part of the offense. He didn't come here to ride the bench. Nope. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a role, a big role. Like, why? And, and he, even him himself, he said he had multiple offers, but Joe Judge sold him, so he's not gonna come here to ride the bench. That late in his career, maybe. I mean, again, he could be like Ingram, and like less is better. Like, you put him in in the red zone, and he's just gonna dominate the shit out of you, and that's what he does. Yep. But he he's gonna be involved. He's not a depth role player. Like, I just – there's people out there that think that Evan Ingram is just going to continue to do what he does, and I just don't see that. I don't see that with Rudolph and Tony being in the mix because Tony's going to take a lot of reps from him too. Yeah. Those end-arounds, the slot options. I mean, let's be real. Should, those shouldn't be going to a tight end anyway. I mean, I understand that Ingram is, is not your typical tight end. But, we shouldn't be paying Evan Ingram six million dollars. <laughs> I mean, that's to me. I think that's very steep for what he is. Yeah. So he could go blossom somewhere else. I, I really could see it happen. But like, my biggest fear for the Giants is Evan Ingram in the fourth quarter in a playoff game getting a reception. Like, dude, don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> but uh, my thought with Evan Ingram is. It's tough. It's going to be interesting to see um, how he develops this year. I think it was tough last year, though, and, and maybe you remember this, maybe you don't. I don't know. He was injured the year before. So when he came into the Giants, he was just rehabbing for a, a large part of, of, you know, training camp and or whatever, you know, they had last year. I think maybe he just got away from the fundamentals a little bit. Granted, he's never, you know, he's, he's always had a little bit of a drop issue, I think. Um, 
but then you throw in COVID, you throw in, you know, new coaching staff, you throw in trying to get healthy. It wouldn't shock me if he has a much better year this year, but I also agree with you in the fact that he's not going to have as many targets. You know, it's going to be a much different offense. I wouldn't be shocked to say, to see a lot of two tight end sets. And then kind of like you said, with the red zone, maybe having, if you're having a two tight end set, it's going to be him and, and it's going to be Rudolph and Toyolo or, you know, Keaton Smith and Evan Ingram's not going to oh, be on the field. Kelvin. Or <laughs> we'll see, maybe. <laughs> um, so I think it's it, kind of like you said, the less is more. I think that's um, kind of really fitting for Evan Ingram, actually. Um, I think he won't have nearly as many targets, but he's going to make, uh, make more out of the targets that he does get. But I don't see him staying with the Giants. He's, he's gone after this year, I think. You know, it, it's going to come down to – Well, he's going to get paid. Have, huh? He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid, and we, we realize we're going to have to pay Saquon. Like, so kind of like, you know, do we pay him or do we pay Saquon the year after? We can't pay him. Like, he can stick around, I guess, if he wants to be part of the team. But, I mean, my thing with him is like – and my boy, Mr. Chris172 on Twitter, he always says this about first-round picks. Like, first-round picks are always going to get paid. Yep. It's just – it's part of the game. Like, if you're a first-round pick, you're going to get paid in free agency with how good you are no matter what because somebody's going to take a shot on you because there's a reason you're a first-round pick. Um, obviously there's people that are not part of the equation, but, you know, Ingram could be a really good role player. Um, but leading on Evan Ingram is, is not the way, um, you know, we're not going to pay him. If he wants to stick around, great. I think he's a great kid. I think, I think he's really good, but, um, my fear is he breaks out this year. And then what do you do? So uh, still got a lot of walk, I think. But yeah. you know, he, he said he's been really working on his mental well-being, which big advocate of that. You know, everybody's got things going on in their head. So hopefully, you know, maybe that'll be a big part of his game, man. You know, maybe he's nervous. Maybe he's maybe New York's just not for him, just like Darnold. Yeah. You know, it happens, and that's okay. Um, I'm a big Caden Smith fan, dude. I think Caden Smith can be a Kyle Rudolph player. Uh, so. I'm not worried about tight end position, that's damn sure. But, you know, we talk about all this stuff about the offense. All comes down to Jason Garrett. <laughs> yep. If he doesn't use what he's been given and doesn't get creative, it is it's what it is. Yeah, at a short leash, I think, though, too. I hope, man. I yeah. hope. I mean, week four, week five, week six, if things aren't going good, I think he's he's gone quick. Um, I think you're right. Um, the Giants definitely put win now modes in this offseason, in my opinion. So and they have like, it set up too to where they can really make that move seamless with Freddie Kitchens, with Sale, with whoever they kind of decide. Um, all, yeah, he hired over. like he hired a couple college dudes to yep. work on the offense too. So you know, I, I'm totally with you with that. But everything seems win now right now with the Giants. Yep. That's why I said earlier, I don't think. You know, there's going to be some cuts in camp with people on other teams. I don't think we're done signing people. I really don't. Like, I think they know the window's open in the division. Yeah. Um, and you got your quarterback who's on a rookie year and got or a rookie contract. Yep. So, well, I'm excited, man. It's 10 days or something. Something yeah. like that. Almost there, man. Almost there. I know. Anything I know. else you want to talk about? No, nah, just itching, dude. Just itching <laughs> for the 27th. Well, man, thanks so much for joining me. 
Yeah, absolutely, bro. Always love coming on. Uh, y'all go follow at Clapback Sports on on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Appreciate the the love and appreciate you bringing me on, man. Yeah, man. Anytime. Love having you on. Yeah, dude. All right, see you, buddy. All right, brother.